week really isn't the week to express the professionality of this show. Apologies once again for audio. There are a lot of different technical difficulties and it appears that one of them still involves me being a little bit too close to my microphone. Once again, volume has been lowered to around the same volume as everyone else. It's just that when I shout, the microphone crackles a bit and uh, I just wanted you to know I'm aware of it. But there we go, back to the episode. Hello, this is Two Minutes About Time with Luke Allen and Robert E.G. Black, the podcast that takes a look at the film About Time, two minutes at a time. I'm Richard Curtis, and I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, well, you can just travel back in time two minutes and listen to something else. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen. I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Robert E.G. Black. Hello. And with a special guest for this week, Brad. Hey everybody, this is Brad from the Cosmic Chipotle Podcast. Uh, hey, well, sh- should I also plug some other stuff? I've also been in Minute by Minute World. I uh, was host on both Minute of Darkness, where we talked about the Army of Darkness, brilliant film by Sam Raimi. Uh, also did uh, Flash Gordon Minute, which was a great time, that, uh, yeah. that cheesy classic from the 80s. And I was a producer on Escape from New York Minute. Because guys, just imagine this. Having a producer, somebody whose job was just to push the record button and edit stuff together afterwards, how much fun would that be? That would be great. Oh, <laughs> I'd take that job. I wouldn't mind that. I might you do that. You can have that job on the room minute if you want, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after this. I think I think my family want to see me. I have so many episodes I need to edit. Huh? Yeah. But I don't do the clips as you do. <laughs> True. Maybe that's why True. it takes you so long. It is. It took me four hours to edit a, what, 15 minute episode of, uh, something last week. <sighs> just cause there was so much weird overlap in sounds and things I put in the middle of it. Oh, and you fix overlap. I, if people talk over each other, I just keep it in. Sounds natural. Oh, no, I fix Sometimes that. funny. I hate natural. People don't breathe on my shows either. If I'm breathing loudly, I do cut it out, but that's mostly because a lot of my friends have ridiculed me for it. Uh, so I think <laughs> if they ever listen to the podcast, because they'd often joke about, like, oh, I bet the podcast is just me breathing loudly into a microphone, so I'm now really aware in case they happen to jump into an episode <laughs> that I may be breathing loudly in that specific episode. So I bet without my pop shield today you can hear it more as well. Probably. Also, I didn't say before to our listeners, I apologise. I'm realising more and more editing that I'm really loud when I do the I'm one of your hosts bit. So, uh yeah, apologies to you that you've had to... Keep up with that for, I can't bother to care how many episodes, a lot of episodes. Probably, what, 50 or 60 by this point? I don't know. You know, we don't. Let's look at minute 110 of About Time, which opens with Mary saying, Or now? Now? (laughs) And, uh, Tim's response is just, I don't know. I think he's There's something so powerful about it. He's so charmed by her. And there's a lot of reasons for him to th- think about not doing this. You know. But yeah. he's also realizing that, you know, life's about moving forward, and which is something that, you know, is talked about in uh, in the narration. But, yeah, it's, it's a pretty pretty wonderful moment. Yeah. So he says, yeah, okay. Mary says, really? Dad always wished there'd been more of us. So, anyway, we might try and nothing happens. Exactly. And then we we cut ahead. But, oh, yeah, it's... I always forget how short this exchange is. Yeah. Like, cause they it's they a, have the nice cut to them in the garden, like this is a conversation they've had more than once. But it still goes really fast. 
I hadn't even thought of it as a conversation I'd had more than once. I just assumed that they, it, 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 with the lighting, I assumed it could be quite late and they're in the garden while the kids are in bed. They were in the same clothes, actually. I didn't check. No, I'm pretty sure it's different outfits because he was in a suit before when they got back from the funeral. You're right. They've had this conversation more than once, mm-hmm. or at least continued the conversation the next day. And to do with the lighting, either really early the next day, or more likely very late the next day, or the later part of the day that they. I figure the ha- I figure the conversation took longer in reality for him to agree to it. Yeah. And so the best the best he can do telling the story is put it in two scenes. So the the I mean, if we got any other convers- topics about any other. We've got anything else to say about the conversation before we uh, flash the, the visual before he finally says, yeah, okay, when it, it cuts to him, cuts back to her, and she does this thing where she's like moving her head back and forth, waiting for him to answer. And it's cute. That's, she knows he's gonna answer eventually with what she wants. I do like how she sort of nods her head and smiles as if that, that, that smile might just about push mm-hmm. in the last bit. And, and it does. Supposedly it does, yeah. So yeah, so when, when we flash forward, Mary says, really could be tonight. And Richard Curtis describes this following line as one of the scars from deleted scene. Yeah. Where he says, and you cannot believe the detail in which I know the route to the hospital. Incidentally, Brad, uh, there's a deleted scene in Abbey Road where I think it's for the first pregnancy wherein yeah. she ends up in labour while they're, they end up getting caught up on Abbey Road with loads of tourists on the way to the hospital. It's a great deleted scene and it's a real shame it was cut. Apparently in the original script they wanted to have a celebrity walk by then. They didn't say who, but I'd imagine it'd probably be someone of Beatles fame, maybe. Pete Best? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would... Always up for a Pete Best joke. Yeah, that that would have been... That would have been great, actually, because I feel like so few people would have got that. <laughs> it would just be... Unless someone said his name, I wouldn't even know who it is. I yeah, that's true. I don't think like. I'd know what he looks like. I know like. the name, I don't know what he looks like. No, no. It would be just be great. He pulls up and the, the yellow is like, get out of the street. You don't belong there. And then, then a week later in all the, it'd be something that'd be in a bunch of, I don't know, listicles online is like, <laughs> that was Pete Best, former member of the Beatles. I'm like, oh, okay. I think either you'd have Pete Best like sat on a nearby bench looking really down while people are taking photos at Abbey Road. <laughs> or He's the one that, taking the pictures. Yeah. Or, or, or in that scene, we could be the one taking the pictures. Or the person, like, guiding traffic or something. Or in that scene when they're all looking for different... when but Instead of Tim jumping in for that group of tourists, it's just Pete Best. Like, oh, no, I'll, I'll come and do the photo with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we... I wish Pete Best was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to look at what Pete Best looks like. I think I've probably seen pictures of him in the 60s. Oh, yeah, he does look familiar. But I feel like... He could just walk past and I wouldn't notice. That that was that would have been good. Pete Best should have been in yesterday. <laughs> and he's actually Pete super Best famous. should come on the show. He, he he should be your third host. Just get him on. Oh yeah, Rob. That's what we need to do. We need to get in contact with Pete Best and just get him to occasionally laugh or give casual responses to different things. <laughs> and we just edit in <laughs> just random Pete. We don't introduce him. Just at random points in the show, Pete Best will be like, "Oh yeah, that was funny." Just get him to say hello. And introduce <laughs> him at the beginning of the episode, but he's never, he never says anything else. Oh, that would have been awesome. And, and then he still get to share the IMDb credit with us yeah. and Richard Curtis. So, yeah. But, uh, it just didn't happen. Back, back to the film. Mary will not believe the detail in which Tim knows the route to the hospital. She says, oh yay. 
And Tim says, will you excuse me for a sec? Just have to go downstairs. And, yeah, I mean, if we got any other comments on this minute, or are we good? No, I think, uh, well, well, here's a question, and, and this might be a tough one because this movie's been out for a while. There was a lot of different ways they could have gone with the joke. Obviously, when they say, oh, we're going to try, but nothing could happen, you know she's going to get pregnant. Did you expect the next scene to be her nine months along? No, no. Because there was other jokes they could have done. It is odd that it cuts ahead, but it didn't really bother me because we didn't even see. Well, it's not a bother. I, I think that's a. It's a great jump cut in jumping yeah. so far. Mm. They did the same thing when, like, after the wedding, cut to birth. Yeah, you know? which is why it works better than the Abbey Road scene. Yeah, Abbey Road would have worked here better than the first one, I think. Yeah, yeah. They they, they could have done something like uh, them next scenes like they're in bed together, like. Okay, he can, you know, he's playing coy, he doesn't know, and then, you know, then they're in bed together, which it could have worked, but, yeah, I was just curious how you thought that transition, or if you saw it going in a different direction, because the, the movie does go in weird ways when you're not expecting it, and it's very likable, because everything about this movie is very surprising from how it treats the concept. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think it, it's well done and and well made. So, Brad, we sent you a bonus minute. I never remember what bonus minute I've sent over, and Robert doesn't know in the first place. So, what did we give you this week? We have a variety of best man speeches, and then landing on his father, Bill Nighy. Is it Nighy or Nighy? I always mix up how to pronounce his last name. I say Nighy, but I've never checked. Let's check it now. Because we've been far enough into the show to... No, it's now pronounced how we say it. We've said it a lot. We may have said and it more than the man himself. So it, it's it's funny. It's a neat scene. The dad wants to dad wants to tell the speech again because he neglected to say I love you. And these are things... It, it's, it's a neat bonus. It actually has a little bit of effect on me. First off, I, I my, my wedding day, my best man gave the best man speech. He didn't go nearly as over the top, but he did talk a little bit about the bachelor party the week before, and I wish he would have shut up. Uh, and I'm also, my father is in the generation where he is, my father's in the generation where it wasn't easy to like be affectionate or say I love you to your son in front of a room full of people. But it's obvious, in, but he does. So that has... That was sort of a nice scene where the dad's like, no, I, I love you. It's not easy for me to say, but because of what, because he can travel through time, he's like, I'm going to do it again. So I like that. It, it, it's a neat minute. It was, it was a neat scene. I liked it. I understand why, why they didn't include it, especially him pointing out, you know, the friend pointing out all the, 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 the sexual partners. It's a little too, uh, waka waka big joke for this movie. This film has a little bit more gentle humor than that. So I understand why they removed it. Oh, I I think you've got a a different concept of what the bonus minute is. It's it's not a deleted scene. Oh, I thought it was... Oh, oh, oh. never mind. (laughs) Fair enough. It's just a a flashback to earlier in the film. I I completely... It's been so long since I saw the movie. It's okay, we got your honest view of the minute I thought I saw it because I watched the bonus, like actual extra scenes. Oh my golly. I like the scene. I didn't hate the minute. It did feel a little jarring for the humor that I sort of associate with the movie. And like I say, 
I really thought this was a deleted scene because <laughs> I, because it's been a little while since I've seen the movie and I had watched some, I remember watching some deleted scenes online because I like yeah. doing that because, you know, there are a few. crazy. And, and if, like just some of the, that middle section seems a little cartoonishly comic for this movie. So, but I, I like the scene. It almost stand for me stands better on its own than is like a natural part of the movie. Well, to be fair, Tim deleted it. They just the <laughs> filmmakers didn't. Yeah, that's true. So to an extent it is a deleted scene. Brad, if you could go back in time to any moment in your life to either relive it or change something about it, what moment in your life would you choose? Oh that's a fantastic question. I mean there's there's plenty of the first instinct is, like, remove that embarrassing moment. I, I remember being on stage in high school. I was working, breaking down the set, but the lights were down, and I got ended up clipped in the head with a scaffolding, mm. which was, you know, humil. It's funny. It was painful, but what's worse, it was humiliating. Humili- My glasses went flying. The audience filled with teenagers who were, like, often terrible people applauded, of course. Stuff like that. But, you know, in reality, those... Uncomfortable, embarrassing moments, I think, can lead to learn a learning experience. I'm a father of three kids. I would love to re-experience the days where my kids were born. Would certainly love another go around with my twins because when my twins were born, my wife got very sick, and it was a pretty contentious situation for a few days. Not to get things too serious, but they weren't sure my wife was going to survive. And actually read her last rites, and it, it took a few days before everything sort of leveled out. Would definitely love to relive that experience without the trauma. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Those were just amazingly special moments. The birth of my twins was very bittersweet because of how scary it was, and I would love to go through that again without, you know, worrying that I was that I was going to lose my partner because that'll certainly put a a frowny face on a happy day. It's a good answer. I feel like we've got through these episodes kind of quicker. I know we've done shorter ones, but we technically haven't finished Brad it. Brad has experience as a producer. He's efficient. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. These are great minutes, but they are not... Uh, several of them weren't dialogue heavy. Yeah. It was a lot of listening to the song. You know, we spent the a long drive, time on that yeah. drive. So, not that there's nothing to talk about, but it's not... You know, parceling out all the minutiae of the conversation. Oh, I see that. So, Brad, where can the listeners find you on social media? We would love people to check out our Facebook page, uh, the Cosmic Geppetto listeners page, facebook.com forward slash Cosmic Geppetto. We're also on Twitter at Cosmic G-Pod. And, yeah, come enjoy the fun. We have a great time. Both Robert and Luke have uh, participated in the show, both bringing great content. Come on over, give us a listen. Yeah, we talked about British comedy on this show and on your show, so that's another one that we we did, which was weirdly over a year ago now, I think. Yeah, when, uh, you know, I called you the uh, the podcasting prodigy, but quite frankly, you're starting to get a little old, Luke. You're, you're now just a guy who podcasts. Yeah, we got to find a younger one now. Yeah. <laughs> Trade him in. It's the, it's the experience of, of, of that Doctor Who actors have. Eventually, you're just going to be replaced with a younger model. Doctor Who's, that's what I Donald came on Trump's the... wives, whatever. <laughs> I think that's what I came, that, that's my, my first appearance on your show was, I think, was we were going to talk about Doctor Who and then we just kind of 
didn't. <laughs> I think we did for a bit, you're, and then it became other stuff. You're right. We we you definitely. I think it's Doctor Who. You came on to talk about one thing, and we talked about everything else. It's like, well, that's fine. I think it was National it was Lampoon's Vacation that was the main conversation of topic. The main topic of conversation was National Lampoon's Vacation, and I can't remember why. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that, but I'm pretty sure I remember you you finishing off with the sounds of Holiday Road. So <laughs> yeah. That's a good movie. But yeah, that's uh that's that's the the extended plug, but yeah, I can't I just can't believe it's been a year since the comedy one. That was good fun. I actually listen back to that like probably every few months because I do I really enjoy the conversation. Well that episode was a lot of fun and it's an example of what we try to do with Cosmic Toretto where we get people from all over, honestly, all over the world, and people who don't talk with each other, because uh, you, you brought your British comedian, I brought an American comedian, and we just had a fun conversation, and it wasn't combative, because that's not really what our show does, and it's people that in no other case would talk to each other, and there they were having a conversation about the difference between our culture, you know, the cultural differences in comedy, so that's uh, it was a good example of what our show is when it's at its best. Robert, where can listeners find you? Robert E.G. Black on social media or lemmingdrops.com. Listeners can find me on Twitter at llama underscore bottle zero, Instagram at Ginger Luke, Facebook Luke Allen Film, all podcasts, radio prints, newspaper articles, short films, everything that I do is probably online at lukeallen.co.uk. This show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at two minutes about time. We're also on IMDb, two minutes about time. And they can find us on our Facebook group, The Cupboard, to discuss all things to do with About Time and any tangents that we may have. Today's goodbye. Parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say goodnight till it be tomorrow. The Two Minutes About Time theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of the About Time theme originally composed by Nick Laird Close. Two Minutes About Time is a production of Lemming Drop Studios in association with Bottle O Productions. <laughs>